Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline. Jay Spencer King, it's Hump Day. Hump Day, let's get it. What's going on, everybody? Hump Day. Mike, we got to get a mic on the show just one time. So we go, Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs> just like the commercial. Like, I don't know why. We just need to. Like, it seems like it's pertinent. Pertinent? Pertinent. We, what mics do we know? I feel like I know mics, but which which mic? Who do we know? I don't know. I, I, we'll, have to, we'll have to figure out some mics. I don't think I know a mic. I don't know a mic in the game, like in the podcasting game. But, oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network and Podcast Network, brought to you by the Market Dominator. Who is the Market Dominator? Well, the Market Dominator is my friend, John Spaschek, and Jay Spencer King's friend, John Spaschek. And I would just say this. You know, I don't even, like, you and I are so close. Mike, hey, Mike, you and I are close, but I don't know that I've ever asked you this question. Have you ever bought a house, Spence? I have not. You have not. Gotcha. Well, when the time comes that you do, it can be frustrating. Like it can be really, really annoying, especially if you're moving to another city and stuff like that, because there's a lot that's involved in it. Like it's 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 the whole like I've made an offer. The offer has been accepted, but my team is now waiting for the other team like to do stuff and like time passes on. There's no answers. And it gets really, really kind of insane and annoying. Well, John is the kind of guy that chases people. And he doesn't let that kind of stuff happen. So I would say this, when the day comes, and you probably will, that you're looking to buy a house because it's probably going to be soon, uh, call John because all those little questions that you have are going to get answered. When you ask, where is this? Where is that? What's the attorney doing? What's blah, 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 all that stuff. John stays on top of all that stuff. But he is a uh, real estate uh, agent with Keller Williams, which we've talked about a lot. He's also... Uh, a life transition specialist. So my wife and I, when we transitioned back to Buffalo, New York from Columbus, Ohio, he was uh, very big in helping us do that. Just where we wanted to move, talked about taxes, talk about, you know, good things and bad things. We ended up moving back to Hamburg just because of taxes. But uh, you can reach John on his cell phone number 716-570-3298. The number again, 716-570-3298. You can also email him at youreletebroker at gmail.com. Your elite broker at gmail.com. And John is also uh, Bill's Mafia. Uh, you can reach him on Twitter at uh, Your Elite Broker. And oh, by the way, John and I are going to the Bucks game in Tampa. How about that? Which I think, nice. did I tell you that? That I said you, you need to come? I don't think I said that to you yet. So I'm telling you now, you need to, you need to find your way to Tampa. <sighs> Everybody's I, all these games, man. Like there's so many games that I'm I'm getting yelled at about not going to. Like I'm supposed to be at the. Uh, I'm not going. I'm supposed to be. Like everybody's yelling at me. You got to come to New Orleans. You got to come to. You got to come. Like I was like, okay, yeah, look, yeah. I can't make it to every game, dude. But no, Tampa is one of those games that I really feel like um, I need to. I need Thanks, to try and get there. Thanksgiving is a little bit like you got to come to oh, New Orleans. No, I don't got to come to New Orleans. It's Thanksgiving, yeah. but it's Thanksgiving. Uh, but Tampa, Tampa is going to be a fun game. So I actually have been to one game in Tampa at the old Sombrero. That's how old I am. Uh, when uh, they were the creamsicle team still, but uh, that was a very, very. I think it was in the eighth grade or the ninth grade when I was living in when I was living in Tampa a million years ago. But uh, it's good to see you, bro. Uh, everybody, uh, jump on that like button, hump, hump that like button, as we like to say uh, here on the show. And uh, I just got done watching the Bills game again. What have you been doing today? You just you just got off work. I right? just got home from work. Yeah, I just got home from work and uh, tried to catch up on a little bit of news. I didn't really get to catch up on a lot, but. One thing I did catch up on is that my man OBJ needs to be free. That's all I know. <laughs> That's all I know. That's good. So where would you like to start? Uh, uh, you know what? Let's let's. Uh, you know what? I would like to start with, um, and it's probably not a fair way to pose this question. Okay. But it, 
Do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to get the same amount of criticism <laughs> that Cole Beasley got? Like, it's probably not fair. But the thing is, I feel like quarterbacks typically in the league get like this, this glossy, real buttery type of treatment. Like everybody sure. just, you know, and it's Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's like one of the greatest of all time. He's going to go down as probably top three, top five of all time. Sure. And, you know, so he he's kind of been he's given the illusion or he's the way he talked over the offseason is kind of like he was vaccinated. Comes yep. to find out um, he, he wasn't. <laughs> and right. now he tested positive for COVID. He's not going to be able to play against Kansas City this weekend. And, you know, like some people are kind of making a deal out of it. But when I tell you Cole Beasley got dragged across the National Football League, national. In, like everywhere, national. like every show you turned on, they were talking about how dumb Cole Beasley was. They yep, were yep. talking about how he was so selfish and how he was so this and so that. Are we going to get the same type of treatment for Aaron Rodgers? I would just love to see. And I like Aaron, I, but I would just love to see it. How about the, uh, the uh, whatchamacallit, the the cartoon that was made of Cole Beasley as well, where it made him look like a redneck hick with the tooth missing, like just kind of an idiot, wasn't very smart. Like it was just a very stereotypical cartoon. Um, I, I don't remember all the details of it, but it, it wasn't great, um, if that makes any sense. But uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't know if, if we're going to get the same type of treatment for, for Aaron Rodgers or not. I know that he is getting, I don't want to say, oh, man, it, outside of Green Bay, there seems to be a lot of people not being super duper nice to him. Right. But uh, the question is, to your point is, is, is it going to be like even his people? I don't think so. I, I can't believe for one second that they're going to run him the way that Cole Beasley got run. And you got to wonder as well. I mean, would Josh Allen get the, get run that way, right? I don't, I mean, now I think, okay, so this, this is a topic that we didn't even write down. Correct. I, I, I think, I think you're right. I think now Josh has crossed over into um, that elite conversation of quarterbacks where it's kind of just like, you know how it was so annoying for us, like everything that Patrick Mahomes did, it was like nothing was wrong, even if it was wrong. It was just like, yeah, but he's Patrick Mahomes. He's like, sure. that's just a mistake. Sure. I think Josh has finally crossed that line. Like, you, you know, um, we as Bills fans, we really cannot claim disrespect. Anymore. Like we can't. We cannot. We've crossed over to that point where I, I saw a graphic earlier today where ESPN has us. Um, at 52% to make the, the Super Bowl. And it's like, yep. we haven't even played our eighth game yet. Like, we're at seven games. And they're saying that we have a 52% chance to go and win, go to and win the Super Bowl. That's mind-blowing for me. What's, what's funny about everything that you're saying right now, because we've, we've turned this into a Josh Allen conversation, which is fun because I read those th same things. And I also read that Josh Allen is now the favorite, right? The quote-unquote favorite uh, in the MVP race. And I'm just sitting here thinking, He's not he's not playing that well. Like cuz we've seen him play last year where he was playing out of his mind. And what's funny is when you think about guys that have won these awards, get these accolades like you say, get all the press, all the conversation when maybe they're not playing as good, but there's a perception, right? There's a perception that they're like outplaying everybody because of the name like on the backplate. And and to your point, that's yeah, that might be happening. I don't know what the I don't know what the answer is on Aaron Rodgers. I th I think there's going to be some fines. I mean, you can't run around. You can't sit in a presser and say that I was immunized, and which I mean, I guess you can. Nobody asked a follow up question because that's apparently what happened back then. So everybody just assumed, including his his staff, his coaching staff, uh, and everybody else, just assumed that like he'd been vaccinated, hasn't. So he's been lying this whole time, breaking all kinds of protocols. 
there's got to be penalties for that, right? There has to be fines. I mean, I don't care that he's the league MVP of last year. Like, they they fined Cole Beasley for wearing the mask improperly. Isaiah McKenzie was fined. And I don't want to just talk about Bills players. Around the league, guys have been fined for whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got fined for whatever reason. And it's like, no, we really need to... Um, we need to chill. Like if if it, one of the things and I know I know you know this and I say this about several topics, not just this, it needs to be equal across the league. And one yes. of the things that bothers me is when. So, for instance, that's part of the reason why I dislike a lot of the referee calls in the games with like taunting and all that stuff, because I feel yeah. like it's not the same. Like, you know, uh, you'll get a taunting call for spinning a ball, but then somebody else will get up and, you know, and it's like it's not you don't get caught. So, well, this is taunting. And the ref just right. walked. The ref just walked Josh Allen off the field. He's going to get fined this week. He's going to get the same fine that uh, C.D. Lamb got. But like Josh is doing this to, in the ref, like to two two win, winters, right? No. Uh, you think the, Josh is going to get fined for that? C.D. Lamb did. C.D. Lamb got fined for that on a walk off. It was a walk off touchdown, think, and, he, and he waved in, he waved in the defensive back's face and got fined for it. No penalty, but got fined for it. I don't think that's a fine. That that that's. I don't think so either, but he's going to get fined for it. That's awful. <laughs> That's just awful. <laughs> it's taunting, but what, the funny part is they're not... They're, Wilkins, thank you, Renaissance man. Uh, Wilkins did it, but uh, let's transition to something else that uh, that we have not talked about or didn't plan on talking about tonight, which is the guy that we were just talking about before we got started, which is, I'm guessing because you were working all day that you've not seen Mike'd up yet, right? I did with Micah Hyde and Jordan Porter. Oh, you did see it. Well, did you see my That's tweet? My- Dog, shout out to, to Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you, see my, did you see my tweet today? I just put it up because you 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 told me about it. Oh, so yeah, gotcha. well, I'm about to play it. So while you were while you were monologuing there a couple minutes ago, I did the work behind the scenes. So Jordan Poyer, as you know, called the shot. He basically called it and said, I'm gonna pick this ball off and in this game, you watch. And this is this is from the mic'd up event today. Game of the pink right here. I'm gonna end the game of the pink right here for y'all. Got you. I got you. Tungabayaloa has a pocket, guns it downfield, intercepted, picked up by Poyer at the 30-yard line. Hey, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Park coming up is my favorite. I'm really like that. Where's the camera? I'm really like that. Where the camera at? Where the camera at? I'm like that. I'm here. Stop sleeping on me. Stop sleeping on me. 2-1 like that. Remember that? Yeah. That's the part I like. I'm really like that. I'm really like that. Walk your walk, brother. Yeah, I, I tagged him earlier, and I was like, "Talk that talk, twenty one." And like, like the, the thing is, I know, I know, around the league now, we're gonna get some of those things. Like, oh, see, now these guys are getting cocky. They don't know how to. They don't know how to. No, 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 no. Jordan Poyer, and I've been on this. So I've been on a Tremaine campaign this year, but I've also kind of sort of been on a Jordan Poyer campaign. Listen. Jordan Poyer is legit, man. Yeah. He's the season that he's having is is like a historical season for the safety position in any on any team. Yeah, he's yeah. balling this year. So, and and I know um, yesterday a couple people tried to say, well, you know, Micah Hyde is Micah Hyde is playing very well. Yeah. They're playing great as a tandem. But when you're talking about individually, Jordan Poyer is that dude this year, man. There's only one. There's only one person in the league right now, and that's um, Kevin Byard from the Tennessee Titans who. I would say might be, and I know PF is weird. I agree with PFF for once, but I mean, he's 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 playing lights out. He's having he's having a hell of a season, right? Um, 
Sorry, I'm watching the comments, and 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 Pam is uh, using curse words in the comments, so she's trying to comment on something else that she comment commented on, but it got autocorrected. Oh, somebody approved it. Was that you that approved it, or somebody? No, else? I didn't even see it. <laughs> she dropped it. F and auto autocorrect, which is sorry. I'm just laughing at the whole thing. But uh, what's up, Don? Um, no, I just it's like it's a mystery how he has not made the pro bowl yet. Right. So it's, it's ranked right up there with Russell Wilson, not receiving a, an MVP vote ever in his career. And I'm not talking about like he deserves one. Now I'm just saying in the past that he has not received one. Like there's a problem there. I don't know what the problem is, but he is showing out this year so much. So, but what's interesting, even about what you said about him and Micah is I don't remember who I was talking to. I don't think you were in the chat with me, but like people were talking about how good uh, Tremaine is playing and how good, you know, uh, Milano's playing and how good at mm-hmm. Oliver's playing. And it's like, you don't, you can't stop. Like you just, it's like, oh yeah. And, and so's, you know, so's Micah and so's Trey and so's Jordan. And so like, they're all just playing super duper well right now, which is super exciting. I hope he doesn't get, oh. go ahead. No, well, I was going to ask you because um, I, I, so I had EJ and, and Tia Stell on the code of conduct this week. And mm-hmm. one of the things that we talked about afterwards, um, we, we kind of stuck around the chat after and we were just talking. And I'm like, you know, the thing is, when you're talking about Levi Wallace. Right. And there are some people that look at him and they're like, yo, he's just he gets abused at times or he does this or he does that. But we have the number one defense in the league. Yeah. So when I when I say this, I'm not saying it to say like it's okay that he gives up yards or it's okay that he gives up a first down. But the thing is, it's like when you have the number one defense in the league, like you have to give up some yards at some point. Like you can't like literally hold every team to zero completions, zero. Like so you're going to get yards. Yeah. I think that he's playing like compared to last year when I really felt like he wasn't playing well. I think Levi is playing lights out. Like for you know for, I mean? Le- for Levi, Levi's playing well. I think the difference in what you're saying is it's the same conversation with the offense. And you know, we we comment all the time. What would this offense be if they had a legit number one running back? Now I know that there's blocking issues up front, and I know that the line is getting blamed for a lot of it. And if any of you still believe that, go back and watch John Fina read Joe Biscaglia's uh, article from the Athletic today. It's not all the offensive line. There's other problems all over the place that are causing them to have trouble running the ball to include scheme and when they're calling run plays. Mm-hmm. But if the Bills had a legit number one running back on, on, on the offense, they would be unstoppable. And the same thing is kind of true. Like imagine this defense if Jalen Ramsey was on the other side of Tredavious White or, you know, I mean, just pick some name, name what Xavier Howard or Byron Jones, pick a guy not named. I mean, if an, if they had another guy on the opposite side of Trey, there was a true lockdown cor- corner, which would be the ultimate in luxuries and hashtag wildest dreams land. Even the defensive line would be better on this football team because what's happening now, you saw it this weekend, even with Tua, Tua is dropping back. The only guy that's open is the dude that, that Levi's covering, right? So he gets the ball to him. Now, the thing about Levi is, and, and I got asked, I got asked post game, which you do too, I'm sure all the time, you know, what do you think of Levi? I, and I was like, I think Levi's doing exactly what they're asking him to do. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't think they're asking him to be a shutdown corner. They're asking him to keep the play in front of him and keep and make sure he makes the tackle. And that's exactly what they're asking him to do. And that's exactly what he's giving them. So I'm not even sure that they're upset, right. With the way he's playing. But no, to your, they're actually very happy with the way he's playing. Yeah, but he is, to your point, playing better than he played last year. So he's grown and he's progressed, which is good. But I couldn't imagine what that defense would look like with another shutdown corner on it, like opposite. Because Taron Johnson is the invisible man right now. 
Taron Johnson inked an $8 million a year contract uh, 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 extension, and like his dude doesn't catch the football. Whoever he's co- covering doesn't catch the football. Like, it's 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 kind of insane. What are you thinking? You're you're deep in thought about something. No, no, I'm I'm like reading these these comments and stuff, and uh, just kind of looking at. The, but the thing is, like, even so, just a couple of seconds ago, you you said like you know he's given up a couple plays, and you know he's playing how the team wants. To, the thing is though, I really think if you're looking at if you really watch, and I know you do, but I mean if you're really watching Levi. I can't complain at all. Like even the few receptions he's given up, man. Like I just can't complain. So by and large, Devontae Adams ate him up in the first half, first quarter through the, through second half of the of the second quarter, and then the Bills reschemed it and kind of figured it out and shut him down. But I mean, he he was having some trouble against Devontae Adams in that football game early. So Devontae Adams, Devontae Parker. Sorry. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, wait, yeah. play Green Bay. I'm not even being yeah, funny. Yeah. That's how tired I am right now. I'm <laughs> like, when did we play? Devon, Devontae okay. Parker. My bad. My bad. It's yeah. What, it's, but yeah. but the thing is, and, and let's be realistic about that. How many guys won't Parker eat up? Like, and I'm not being funny. Like uh, he's he's another total sidebar. He's another enigma to me. How is Devontae Parker not one of the top five wide receivers in the NFL every single week? Like the dude is a monster. He's good. He's got great hands. Like, I just don't, I don't mm-hmm. how does that guy He's much like the guy, the jersey you're wearing. He just vanishes. He'll vanishes for stretches of games, and I don't, I don't know how it happens. It's weird, Devontae Parker, not Devontae Adams. Sorry about that, but yeah, to your point, that's that's valid. Um, I agree, but well, yes, well, and also let's not let's let's not be throwing shade at my guy OBJ right now, right? He don't <laughs> vanish. It's his quarterback. <laughs> let's get him a real damn quarterback, and let's see what happens out there. Like, like, come on, let's let's All not. Right. Like, so let, let, let's just go. Let's just go there. So OBJ has been sent home by the head coach by his head coach Brian Stefanski due to comments made by his father in regards to Baker Mayfield. So his dad made comments on it was either TikTok or Instagram. He actually he actually did I watched it today. He did a whole run of plays where Baker was or OBJ was wide open and Baker missed him and and then re- responded to some people in the comment section, you know, Baker's inconsistent. He put hashtag big facts, stuff like that. It was just stuff. So OJ OBJ was asked to go home. So the question is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pose this to you because you talked about it. It may have been on this show or it was on your show with Sterles for the girls uh or the or the chop up. And get, it gets lost. Got so many shows. Yeah, yeah about <laughs> about OBJ possibly at the trade deadline coming to Buffalo. So my question for you is: Do you think he's a fit here? If he gets released, clears waivers, are the Buffalo Bills in the mix for OBJ? Well, no, but I, I, it was more of just like me dreaming that he would come to Buffalo. But it, it's not. Well, the it's possibilities not out there now. If he gets, re- no, he's going to get released. He's going to get released. Yeah, but he's he's not coming to Buffalo. We got Cole Beasley in the slot. Um, they're they're pretty much. I can tell that um, they have guys that they're trying to develop as well. We don't have the space. Like even your guy is not like you know um, Hodgins hasn't even. You know he's not there. Then you look at um, we have we've barely seen anything from Gabriel Davis this year. He has some receptions, but I mean, like the way we saw him last year, we figured this year it was going to be a four wide receiver attack. Like we were going to see Sanders and Diggs and Beasley and Davis. We haven't seen him. So, you know, it's just, the thing is I'm an OBJ fan. So when I made the comments about bring him to Buffalo, it was just, um, just for some fun. But in reality, I will tell you though, you give Josh Allen, somebody like OBJ in the slot. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just saying. And I know there's a lot of hate for him based on I don't I really don't understand why so many people dislike OBJ, because the thing is, if we you, talk, talk you and I've teammate, talked about it before. Keep going. But yeah, yeah, we, we talked. You know, about it. it's like you talk to his teammates. Now, Baker might have something to say now because of what OBJ's father posted. But you talk to his teammates. He's mm-hmm. not a cancer. He's not a cancer in the locker room. He doesn't cause any type of drama when he's on the field. If he gets targets, he gives production like you. OBJ, go look for his career. You're going to see hate. People say he's fragile. I, I would be fragile, too, if I have to make catches like this because my quarterback is so damn inaccurate that I can't just catch it like this. Stefan Diggs has the luxury. And I'm, I'm now look at me. I'm saying Josh Allen is a luxury. <laughs> Stefan Diggs has the luxury of being able to catch the ball in stride. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. We call him Jarvis Landry, uh, you know soft and all this stuff he's injured why because he has to make all these ridiculous catches because baker's a freaking bum get get free my dude obj man send him the baltimore <laughs> to let my man like let my man lamar start winning man like I mean, he's winning without him but give him a wide receiver I'm send a lo- this dude obj out to, to, to the chargers man send, uh, send him somewhere where he can thrive what, what if you went to the ravens uh i'm a, i'm a little uh disappointed that you didn't wear your baker mayfield mayfield jersey tonight like you should have worn you that know what? it was it was actually so hot you know what I mean? Like the, the jersey's hot. It's not like this one. This one's breathable. My Baker jersey's a little little hot right now. So, but it's okay. It's yeah. okay. So Richard Forbes says, and, and Richard, I'm not picking you out, singling you out. It's the comment section's lighting up about nobody wanting OBJ, but it says there's no way they bring him in. The only thing I would say about this comment, and it has nothing to do with Richard or Richard saying it or whatever. No way. So let's start with the no way, and that's and we'll finish the whole thing. We thought the Buffalo Bills were all in on a running back cornerback guard right in the draft they went edge edge trade season comes around and the bills are like the or, or all the fan the bills mafia is like we got to go get a guard we got to get a guard or a corner you saw all the wish list we all, everybody had a wish list of what they wanted we find out that the bills are calling about von miller <laughs> right and then like chris trapasso and i've got it's, it's one of the topics that, that i've got Chris Trapasso is like talking about first thing he, he tweets out is that the bill like Bean is definitely making a trade today. He, he said that yesterday, first thing in the morning. And then later he says that the bills were looking to move Trubisky to the Redskins, but there's no other information who they're going to get back, what they're going to get back or anything like that. So all that to say this around the quote unquote, no way. I don't think we have any idea what Bean is thinking and what Bean is scheming or what he's planning on doing. So it's not outside the realm of possibility that OBJ, if he's released, that Brandon Bean's not calling his agent. I mean, it's it's just not outside the realm of possibility. Like, when you're stacked at wide receiver, guess what? You can move a guy. Well, you know where I really, and this is going to upset some people, but the, the place I really see him going is Kansas City. Oh. So, I know. Better he, this so, year. They're, they're washed this year. I'm, I'm ready to say it. Although, Aaron Rodgers... Uh, Aaron Rodgers... Well, their they're, they're schedule's monstrous i mean aaron not monstrous, go ahead i'm sorry i was say aaron Rodgers is not playing this weekend which is going to help them but they i mean they do they look horrible against the giants they did but chris jones is back he looked he looked good the thing is that defense is going to start to jail that their leaders back patrick mahomes i just can't believe that he's going to play so horribly all year i can't yeah, yeah. um and then the thing about it is look they got they got a young guy there and they got um McCole Hardman, but uh, it, I, I even hate to say this. They miss Sammy Watkins. Seems Sammy like Watkins it. played a huge role last year, and and people don't really quite understand the, the role that he played there. 
I can actually 100% see him going there and making the case for him. Chris Jenke just said he should go to the Raiders. He's right. They have an opening now with what happened with Henry Ruggs. Yeah, let's um, bring that up. Let's, let's, yeah, let's just move on from that one. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I talked about it on, on the job, I mean, on Code of Conduct last night. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I could see OBJ out there. And I think, listen, I think that quarterback out there is actually playing well. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I think he's having a very good season. But, no, I would absolutely love to see Odell Beck. But I'm – you know, I, he's on my wall. He's 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 up here with Josh and Magic. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I really love OBJ. So for me, it would be a dream come true to see my guy in Buffalo. You know, yeah, but, for sure. but no, I don't think I don't think it's a possibility at all. So segueing off of that, you talked about the fact that we haven't seen much from, and I actually have two things that I could go to here. We haven't seen much from uh, Gabe Davis, which is interesting because uh, yesterday, did you see the chart, the, the the conservative offense, the ground game chart that came out? yesterday that somebody that somebody put out so this is it and this is basically uh it's just a second and long pass rate chart so what you're looking at is at the top the team that passes the most second and long tampa bay buccaneers so they on second and long they pass the most now they also qualified this chart by taking out all two minute like time so if it's if it's inside of a two minute or if it's a two minute drill they re, they've removed that. There were some other circumstances and, and situations that they removed. So it's literally just a clean chart of every time a team is in a normal situation, second and long. The Buffalo Bills are third from the bottom. All, the only teams behind them are two teams that absolutely do not trust their quarterbacks in Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, which basically means, so when we ask the question, what in the world is going on with Gabe Davis? Why is he not getting the ball as much? The reality is, is that chart speaks to the fact that the Bills, and I, I, I want to break this down a little bit with you. The Bills are being far more conservative this year than they were last year. What's interesting about their conservatism is why. Why are they being conservative? And I would love to know from you what your thoughts are. I'll go first. We just got a super chat. Um, I'll read that in a second. Uh, but... Uh, the funny thing about them being conservative and forcing this conservative issue is they're still leading. They're better this year on third downs than they were last year, which basically it's almost like a it's almost like a toy game. There, it's almost a situation of it's second and eight. We're going to run the ball. Why? Because we're going to get it. Up. We're going to pick up the third down anyway. Like more often than not, it's think about that for a second while I hit Jeff King's uh, super chat. Jeff King, thanks so much for being a part of the show. Jumping into the super chat, you are the man. Gentlemen, appreciate the content as always. Go Bills. P.S. Wide receivers we have an abundance of. O-line, that's a whole new ball game. Be well, folks. He's not wrong. Um, the question is, is do you bring in an OBJ? Right? So we'll come back to the other conversation about conservative conservatism and what they're doing on second and long. Do you bring in an OBJ and then move somebody else? Is there somebody else that you can move for a guard? Right? Because okay, so, well... Well, here's here's the thing. Here's my take about the guard. And I know um, yeah. everybody's down on Feliciano. Everybody is obviously down on Cody Ford. Everybody isn't happy with, you know, I get it. Here's my thing. We saw a, a, a few games now. We saw a stretch of games where when Spencer Brown was in and yeah. he was playing well, the offensive line looked completely different than what we saw this last game and what we saw early in the season. We yeah. were able to run the ball, both motor was, and loss. One game. There was one game uh, before the Chiefs game. They put all that. They put all those run run schemes and run stuff on. Who, who are they playing? The, the Texans. 
and they put like 13 different um, run formations on tape. It was the Texans. But yeah. It, well, I'm not necessarily even talking about the amount of runs in, in the yeah. format. You know, I'm talking about just the efficiency of it. Like they they had a stretch of games there when when Spencer was healthy and he was in there playing. What did he play? Three games or four games? Um, they they had a stretch there where he he looked the, the team looked like we could run the ball when we felt like it. With Spencer not in there, I, I'm not I'm not too confident. And so the thing is, like, even with Feliciano not playing as well as we want him to play, with Spencer Brown in there and Daryl Williams on that right side, I'm, I feel a whole lot better with one weakness on the line than Agreed. now to have a couple. So, well, go ahead. No, you're right. You're you're speaking. You're you're actually. So that was what Fina was talking about. That, that like Fina was the first one to say it after he was breaking stuff down on Sunday night. And he was tweeting all about it, kind of leading into Monday. That as much as we were all up in arms about the off offensive line, that the offensive line is not as big of a problem as it looks like to us. And yeah. again, he broke it down and like the issues. I mean, there was Tommy Sweeney did not have a very good blocking day on Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. To the point that if any of you remember, there was one play they threw a bubble screen bubble screen to to Diggs. Tommy Sweeney did not. He missed his guy completely. The guy tackled Stephon Diggs two or three yards behind the line of scrimmage. Diggs spiked the ball on the ground and was chirping at Sweeney as they were going back to the huddle, which is not something you've seen from Stefan Diggs on this football team. Like, that's not mm -hmm. something he's done. Like, he knew who missed his block and how bad, right? Sweeney had, uh, there was another play uh, on Zach Moss where he got completely blown up, and it was because Sweeney got completely manhandled by the defensive end. It just, there, there's other problems here. I, your point is exactly correct. Like, there's one potential weak link right now that we would probably all agree with when he's healthy, which is Feliciano, which brings up another point. Does Feliciano get his job back? Is Ike Bucker going to take that job? I'm not happy with either one. So then I, it, I don't then know. We're back man. to my conversation, which is, do you bring in an OBJ and then trade somebody for a guard? You can't trade deadlines over. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's over with. There um, goes my uh, pipe dream. Yep. So that's that back to the conservatism. In football, well, there's one there's one comment on here that um, I do want to comment on. Matthew Montgomery, shout out to Matt, man, thanks for Big being Matt. a part of the show. Uh, he asks if if Dayball stock has decreased at all this year with the offensive struggles that we've had as compared to last year. Uh, cannot uh, this is not coming at you, Matt? I've seen this question a few times, not just here, but I mean, I brought it up on Sunday. I said, is Bianami and Dable are they are they still coaching like they're going they're absolute shoe ins for head coaching jobs? I said it on let me, Sunday. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Where, what is the offensive ranking for the Buffalo Bills? Uh, they are, I think, number, well, they were number two in points last week, going into last week. So they probably dropped from 32 to probably 29 or 30. Um, I don't know where that puts them. I haven't looked. I can check. In, in points per game. So you're talking about yards per game or points per game? Because there's a, there's a mix up in how people define that stat of who's number one in the offense. Well, uh, the stat that I remember seeing is that the Bills are first. <laughs> so they're not I don't know first, which stat not, that they're is. Not, they're not first in anything. I'm going to oh, pull up I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. So they are still first. Uh, so the Bucks have now slid 2.2 points below the Bills. The Bills are 32.7 points per game. Uh, and the Buccaneers are number two at 32.5. So I was wrong. They were, they were number two coming into last week. The Bucks were ahead of them. I don't even know what the Bucks score. How many points did the Bucks score at last uh, this past weekend? So enough to drop them, whatever it was, a point below the Bills or uh, two tenths of a point below the Bills. So the Bills are now number one in points per game. In total yards per game, we'll do an average because the Bills have a buy. 
Uh, so they're one game short. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. The Bills are eleventh in average yards per game. The Bills are one, two, three, four, five, six. Oops, where'd it go? It just moved on me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth in average passing yards per game. Rushing, they're about fifteenth. To me, when you when you're putting out the most points in the league almost halfway through the season. I don't have anything to complain about. People were so critical of him Sunday, and I, I was too because at half we were tied at three with the Miami Dolphins. So, you know, I, I get it. Yeah. But the thing is, we're putting out the most points in the league right now. Yeah, but there's like, wh- why? You got to relax. Mean, we all hang out with Bruce Nolan, and we all talk to Bruce Nolan all the time, and it's, you know, how you win is, you know, definitive of future wins, right? So they've got a stellar defense. They're getting the ball back in great field positions, and they've, as much as they've struggled in the red zone, we have an offense that doesn't really have too much difficulty scoring at times. Um, it's a really weird, it's a really weird situation. Like I, we all watch the game and like, how in the world did they score? It was the first Dolphins game, 35 to nothing. It's like, how did they score 35 points? Like they didn't play that well. And it's happened a lot this season where you're just like, I should be happier about this win than I am for certain. Like they scored a bunch of points, but I just don't feel like it, but it speaks to, why I, I or the question I want to answer and I'm looking for free from you is why are they being more conservative? They're they're We know that Sean McDermott came out and said, we're going to on offense. We're going to beat teams by being two dimensional running the pass. Mm-hmm. And we're going to beat teams by being making, making other offenses be one dimensional. So I don't know if it's coming from Sean McDermott. I don't know if it's something where they're trying to, I heard somebody talk about it today on one of the radio stations or one of the podcasts talk about maybe they're using this time to try to learn how to run the ball. Maybe they're trying to figure it out because they have what I said earlier, which is if we run the ball on second and nine, we're going to pick up third and six. We're going to pick up third and 11. We're going to pick up third and 17. We're going to pick up third and whatever their, their third down percentage is better than it was last year. Their red zone stuff hasn't been as good. Obviously they picked it up this past weekend, but why? What what is leading to the conservatism is is more where I'm driving at. Like because they're that chart proves it. They're being more conservative. Why? Um, I mean, it could be a couple of different things. Like I feel like if we're in control of the game and and they are really confident that they're going to pull it out and they're going to win, I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that we understand that we're going to be there in late January and early February. So the thing is, there's certain things that you don't necessarily want to put film out because you know once you get to the playoffs and you're going against these teams who have very good coaches because teams in the playoffs have very good coaches. So when you get there, you understand like, Hey, they're going to scheme and they're going to know these plays when we line up, they're going to know this, they're going to know that. So instead of putting everything out there now and showing off, cause last year, man, they was clowning man. they was out there just doing some of everything. I think that I think, Oh, shout out to Brian. He's basically saying the same thing in a completely (laughs) different way than I'm saying it, but he's saying the same thing. (laughs) I just, but I really, I think that, I think that that's what's happening. I think um, it's like, okay, we're going to win this game. Let's go ahead and run it here or let's do this. And then just let Josh go ahead and figure this out. But then I think once you get later in the season and once we're talking about the playoffs, I think you're going to see Dayball get jiggy with it. And it's going to be something completely different. What What's funny is on a rewatch of that game, clearly it might, I was a curmudgeon in my show. I don't know who listened to it. I don't expect anybody necessarily to listen to it. And I went into the show and I said, look, I was like, Josh Allen runs off the field, flex in, he, you know, ties the record for most rushing touchdowns with Cam Newton in, in his first 50 games. We're all freaking out 26 to 11 crushed. And we thumped it, squished the fish again. It's Miami week. We won yada, yada, yada. However, I wanted to bring everybody back to before I brought everybody up. I want to bring everybody back to, as you said, a second ago, three to three at halftime. That game was not fun to watch because all the way through, even through the second half, when they scored 11 and they're only down six, you're, we're all sitting there going, 
Uh oh. Dude, I think the most nervous I was in that football game was trotting Tyler Bass out for that 39 yard field goal to basically put it up by two possessions. That's where I was like, if he misses this, uh, <laughs> like I'm not saying I'm not saying that Alan, I'm not saying that Allen can't march right back down the field if they score on us. But go, you weren't nervous. Go ahead. Yeah, I was. I was just frustrated. I wasn't nervous. I felt right. like well, you know it was clear that we were the better team, and it was clear that we were missing out on opportunities, and it was clear that like you know it was just clear yeah. that we were the better team, right. and that's why I was so upset because it's like why are we even letting Miami think that they're good enough to to hang with us? Well, what's funny is on a rewatch when you rewatch the game, those nerves are gone. Right. That frustration is gone. All right, of right. those emotions are gone. And it's like there's moments in that game where the Bills just like turn it on. Yep. And Josh Allen starts slinging it all over the football field and completing balls down the field. And it's like, why, why, why are we just not doing this all the time? And so when I rewatch the game, I'm like, this looks like last year. Why? But what's funny is when you get tied up in those emotions and it's a close game, you start worrying about silly drops or you start worrying about all the stupid penalties that, that like the referees are calling sometimes good sometimes bad it's just i just don't understand where the conservatism why and it's all speculation whether it's what you said you know they're 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 roping doping people and messing around whether it's you know what Matt montgomery said that dable's bullshitting with people uh he's just you know having fun with them whether it's they're trying to learn how to run the ball whether it's mcdermott saying i want to be balanced on offense so, you know, Dable's doing what the boss says. We're going to run a certain percentage of run plays. What I also heard, uh, it might have been Fina, somebody said it, you know, Allen walks up, it's second and eight, he's got an empty box. He's not going to check to a pass play, even though he knows he can make the pass, a Pat Mahomes statement, right? Even if mm -hmm. they shut down the run, I could have passed all over him all night long. That's Josh right. Allen's moxie as well. So even if he when he walks up at second and nine, they've got a run play called, he's like, hmm, we're going to run the ball. I mean, I, I don't, go ahead. I got a question. No, I, I was yeah. just thinking, but I got a question for you. Um, so the red zone efficiency, we we haven't been as good in the red zone. No. I, now, one of my, t and obviously, you know, everybody in here knows that I've been critical of Isaiah McKenzie on special teams. Do you think that the reason why we're not as good in the red zone is because we're not utilizing Isaiah McKenzie on offense? Because I think that he's absolute, like, and I know it, it comes across sometimes that there's a little bit of hate from me when it comes to Isaiah. Mm -hmm. There's no hate. I think that the guy belongs on the team, but I think he belongs on the team on the offense. With Isaiah McKenzie in the red zone, teams are scared because they already you already have to worry about Josh. You already have to worry about Diggs. You already have to worry about Beasley. You yeah, already have yeah. to worry about Sanders. Yep. yep. McKenzie in the red zone last year was absolutely insane. Like, they, like insane. They seemed it seemed like towards the end of the year, teams were starting to catch up to the jet sweep a little bit, but they haven't run one yet this week, to my knowledge. They may have, and I missed it. But Peyton, I'll get to your super chat here in a second. This is what I would say about their red zone efficiency. It comes back to the plays that they're calling on offense when they're in the red zone, primarily the run plays. What do we know about the offense last year, 19 and 18? Josh Allen is a weapon, mm -hmm. especially inside the 10. Josh Allen is a freaking weapon inside the 10. And I don't mean with his arm. I'm talking about running the ball. He hasn't been doing that. Yeah. They, they've taken the ball out of his hand. Like, and I'm glad about it. If we had better red zone efficiency, I'd be glad about it too. But, but at some point in time, you can't. I'm gonna throw this. Up. I'm gonna throw yep, this yep, up now because yep. it was about to run out with the time. Gotcha. Oh, I didn't <laughs> um, know there was a timer on him. Gotcha. Yeah, there's a timer. Uh, it's because Highmark is sponsoring the stadium and needs to sell some health care. Keep that blood pressure up. <laughs> no, we don't need our blood pressure up like that. We don't need that. We don't Not need Buffalo. that. There's grease running through all of our veins in this city. <laughs> 
but uh, so so that's that's Payton's reason yeah. for uh, why they're calling plays the way that they are. They're trying to you know keep games close and, and keep our blood pressure up, which is funny. There's some fire in the chats. I just want you to know, it's some fire in the chat. Good or bad? I mean, like Brian, he's saying Jay Spence was right. I'm just saying, I ain't saying, but I'm saying. You know what I mean? McKenzie's another one dropping balls on his forehead. I want to see I want to see Stevenson returning kicks. Spence was right. Um, are we ready to see Stevenson get in there and and, and you know and is he back yet? When is he? When is he? Uh, I'm sure he's ready. To be, I, I I'm sure he's ready whenever. I don't think that whatever that foot injury was that he has that I mean he played in the last preseason game. I don't think it's bad enough to have kept him out nine weeks. So they're probably just hanging him on IR to keep him stashed. Um, because once they activate him, then right, he's got to, they've either got to cut somebody or then he's got to go to the practice squad, which, you know, exposes him. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just throwing, you can keep going. Oh, I'm gotcha, gotcha. I want to, I want to see him, especially on kickoff returns. I want to see him for sure. I'd also love to see him running routes. I mean, the, the kid can play yeah. football. I want to see him. That's where around. I love him. That's where I love him. He he's so dynamic in the offense because he can do so much. You know, you you run him back there, you line him up in the backfield, you can kind of hand it off to him, do the little it's a pass technically, but you do the yep. little pitch handoff thing that they do and he's he's so quick that even if the team knows what he's doing, he still just runs past everybody. He's mm-hmm. very good in routes now. Like dude, don't, I, I don't know. I just I would really love to see Isaiah McKenzie get involved in the offense more so than special teams because he's he's really that dynamic. And I know, um, you know, we got a lot of guys. We got a lot of guys on this offense that we love. Yeah, yeah. Get Isaiah. Get get a little dirty involved on that offense. We're having a fantastic show so far. Uh, one more topic before we get to the Jags. We're already running late, so uh, the conversation between us has been great. At least in my opinion, I've enjoyed. For me, I've enjoyed the conversation. I'm not saying it's fun to listen to. For me, I'm just enjoying <laughs> chatting football with my guy. Um, but uh, Spencer Brown, John Feliciano, and Cole Beasley all lead the injury report uh, coming into this weekend against the Jaguars. Knox and you told me this. I didn't know it is day to day. That was a surprise to me. I don't know where you heard or read that report. I thought it was going to be two more weeks at least. Um, but Spencer Brown and Feliciano being out warrants a conversation quickly just about before we move on to the Jags, uh, which there's not much to talk about with that game, but uh, warrants a conversation about what that offensive line is potentially going to look like this weekend. Um, well, first, I, I just want to I think it was who was it? Uh because it was actually reported that um he Sean McDermott said it somewhere that he's now considered day to day. Um so I'll find it at some point. But what what was the other part of the question? I'm sorry. Uh about oh about Knox, uh, just the offensive line. So the offensive line coming into this jet is Spencer Brown can't go, which it doesn't look like he So Spencer Brown the conversation in the pressers today was it wasn't looking good. Um, and then it was pretty much they asked McDermott if IR is a possibility, short-term IR is a possibility for for Feliciano, and McDermott said, yeah, everything's on the table. So Feliciano might not be back for a couple weeks. So if Brown can't play, Feliciano can't play, what does this offensive line look like? And the, I guess for me, at what point does Ryan Bates get in the game? What does it mean for, What does it mean for Cody Ford if Ryan Bates goes in before him? Now you're fourth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just rough because it's like, man, you know, you, you have the again from last season, we had this expectation coming 
into this yeah. season. Like, yo, we're about to be dominant. We're about to be this. We're about to be that. We're about to do this every single play. We're about to look like Madden when I'm playing against my nephew. We're about to like, you know, like that's how it that's how you wanted to come into this this season. And we're just seeing a lot of mental blunders and we're seeing a lot of missed opportunities. But the thing is, again, is it is it that they're missing it or is it like, you know, right. they're just not really putting everything out there because they're really confident that they're going to win every game. Yeah, a bunch of Super Chats to get to. Uh, Brian Bowers, thanks for the Super Chat. Thanks for being a part of the show, dude. Love you. I honestly feel like we've lost our identity on offense. Forcing the run isn't what we need to do unless that's become the identity. Unless the identity has become this kind of balanced ground and pound and you know, thing. Let Josh Cook watch the receivers eat, then mix in the run. I'm a I was saying it last year. I think before anybody abandoned the run, if I'm not mistaken. And it made a lot of people mad. I was the first one who was like, just a just let it go. Like just walk away from it. Because what do you need it for if you've got the the second coming to the greatest show on turf? Matthew Montgomery with the super chat. Thank you, brother, for being a part of the show. You think we run uh on second and third and long so much because Dable knows our O-line is trash and he wants to protect JA from getting killed on passing downs. I don't think that's it. What do you think? Um I don't think that that's it either. Um not necessarily about getting them killed, but I think they want to have less physical contact on Josh, like when it's not needed. You know, pro- those hits add up for the year. They do add up. The problem is, is is Josh Allen, I think I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure I heard, read, whatever, that he is like by far the best quarterback under pressure in the NFL. Like when he gets pressure in his face, like that was the thing about the Dolphins game. He kind of stayed in the pocket. He didn't really get outside much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that they like the Dolphins just allowed him to be in the pocket. Like where he gets ridiculously dangerous is on the, on the run. It used to be flush him out to his left because he had a hard time throwing run, running to his left. He's fixed that, right? We, we've all seen him fix that. So I don't know what the answer even is as far as that. As far as, I, don't, I don't think this is the answer. I don't think this is why, Matt, why they're, why they're running the ball so much. I think it's, it's either just game plan. It's, it's, I think it's one of the three. Game plan centric. We want to be two-phased, right? Complementary football on offense coming down from the top. And Dable may agree. It, it's it's we're trying to figure this thing out or three Allen's walking up to the line. He's got two plays in his head, a run play, a, a pass play to check to the box is empty. I'm going to run the ball. And then it just, they don't execute it. And it just blows. I still up disagree face. with you though, about abandoning the run, man. Like I understand like, I yeah, we have Josh Allen. We have this high powered dynamic offense and we should just throw the ball and put teams away. I'm telling you, if when you I said- don't get, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I cut you off. That's my fault. No, I'm saying I, I just feel like if you don't if you don't get a rhythm, if you don't, you know, get those reps in as a team and have success during this, especially with this schedule. Yeah. If you don't learn how to have success against these teams that we're going against and then yeah. you want to have success in the playoffs when we're going up against the Chargers and we're going up against yeah. the Baltimore Ravens or whoever. If we get to the Super Bowl when we play against Tampa Bay or um, the, the, the Rams. Come on. You know what I mean? You're going yeah. against teams with defenses and you don't have success on the ground now. You don't start practicing in the playoffs. So yeah. I just I, I, I caution. And then also, let's relax, guys. We have the number one offense in the league. Scoring, scoring offense. But I mean, it's the number one offense in the league. And then you have and then you look at Josh. He's he's turning a corner. I know the first half looked bad, not bad, but it looked bad against Miami. He's turning that corner now to where I'm I'm ready to say, yeah, Josh is is 
ready to be in that MVP conversation again. I didn't feel like that for the first part of the season. Josh is getting there. So we're catching up as far as the stats and we're yeah. catching up as far as that other stuff. Josh is there, man. Like we really got to chill. It's there. Like we we are the number one scoring offense, the number one scoring defense. Mm-hmm. We're the best team top to bottom in the NFL. So relax. I probably am being a little disingenuous when I say abandon the run. And I think you know that about me, but I'll, I'll restate it again. When I say abandon the run, I don't mean like don't run at all. There's just mm-hmm. an aspect of like using the pass to set up the run, being smart about when you want to run, uh, you know, and stuff like that. I just don't want to see us leading with the run. And this year, more than ever, it seems like we're leading with the run. And I said to John Fina, we don't have Travis Henry. We don't have Willis McGahee. We don't have Marshawn Lynch. We don't have Fred Jackson. We don't have Shady McCoy. We don't lead with the run. That's not what this team is, right? Mm -hmm. Jeff King with the Super Chat. Again, thank you, sir, for being a part of the show. The next two games are perfect for a Stevenson debut. Preach it, brother. Shout it from the rooftops. (laughs) Might as well see what we got, if not for anything, but for draft capital, hopefully. I think the only concern here, and you can speak to it, is what I said. I think if they activate him, they got to push somebody else off the roster. And who is it? Vernon Butler. (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know why this is a question Dude, I, I, I don't watching, even know why was, this is a question I was watching Vernon Butler get reps uh, when I rewatched the game and the amount of times and maybe it's every time I think I'm, I'm onto something Fina's like no no that's what he's supposed to do I'm like oh crap but the amount of times that like at the snap of the ball the defensive line pushes and like even Harrison Phillips is like a yard or two in front of him pushing driving his guy back and Vernon Butler is just kind of like like it's just not good it's just not good it's just not good. I like I like this idea. I would love to see Marquez Stevenson, uh, for sure, uh, playing playing some football. There was one. And just un- so you know, um, I'm sorry because I still yep. see the Knox yep. day to day at the bottom. Uh, Chris Brown reported on the first, so a couple of days ago, when McDermott caught Knox day to day with his hand surgically being you know repaired. So, yep. so yeah, he's yep. he's day to day. He's um he's not going to play this Sunday. I believe he's already kind of ruled out from that. He didn't practice this week. He's not practicing today, but. I, I'm saying he he's um there's a realistic expectation that he may be there uh, against the Jets. Very good. Would love to see it. I'd love to, I, this offense right now looks different without him in it. That's for sure. John DeFazio with the super chat. I wonder how much Josh has the ability to audible out of a out of run plays when they set, stack the line. Also, McKenzie is very underutilized on offense. So I would say that Josh has 100 percent control. Right. Mm-hmm. 100 percent control. If he gets to the line and doesn't like what he sees. He can check to whatever. Um, I, I think one thing we don't know is if he's got more than one play to check to, which is also possible. He could have, he could get to the line and have a script of plays, like two or three plays that he can actually move to. Um, so I don't think that's a problem at all. They trust him. This is his offense at this point. Also, McKenzie's very under, underutilized to Spence's point. Yes, I would agree with that as well. John DeFazio's got another one right behind it. Oh, you just clicked on it. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, we need to look deeper in, in the offensive stats. We need to prove on first down yards and third down conversions. Some of it is Josh not taking what's there. Again, I appreciate the super chats. I appreciate the super chats so much. So I'm not being disrespectful here. We have the highest scoring offense in the league. Yeah. Like I don't I don't understand how much like, you know, it's like we're nitp and and I, I, I typically do this too, like especially with special teams, but we're nitpicking the best offense in the league. It's how like, far what do you want from these guys? How far we've come. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like, have we been, 
Like, what is going on here? Like, yeah. do you not remember EJ Manuel? Do yeah. you not remember even? And I love Tyrod, but even the Tyrod led offenses where he wouldn't throw the ball down the field. Do you remember how frustrated we were because we wouldn't move the ball? Do you remember yeah. losing in the playoffs against the Jaguars? Come yeah. on, man. Like we're, we're the highest scoring offense in the league and we're complaining because Josh Allen isn't taking the check down. No, Josh Allen is Josh Allen because on third and 14, he's throwing for 17 yards <laughs> on first and 10. He's throwing for 12 yards like that's who Josh has been. Yeah, I don't I don't want Josh to change. I don't want us to go deeper into the stats to nitpick and break down what our offense is doing. We are legit. We are legitimately the Super Bowl favorites. We are the best team in the AFC. We're the best team in the AFC East. We're the best team on offense, the best team on defense. What the hell do you want from us, man? Like, this is not this is not EJ Manuel <laughs> throwing the ball. This, this just isn't that. Do you remember two years ago, we were starting the season off as we were trending to have the worst historically off the historically the worst offense in history. Like we were trending to that. Now we have the best offense in the league. And y'all sitting here nitpicking saying we need to go deeper into the stats and we need to, Josh needs to take what's given to him and he needs to do. No, let Josh <laughs> Allen be Josh Allen. Let him jump over people. Let him like run through people and let him throw to Steph Diggs on the sideline so he can do the little jiggy move that he do and don't go out of bounds and have somebody fall on their face. And then he's running to the joint. Like we got to chill, man. Like what do y'all want? What do y'all want, man? What do y'all want? I had to solo you out. It. I had to solo you out, bro. The only thing I would say is to John's super chat is the Bills are actually better this year right now on third down conversions than they were last year. So we are like yeah, we're awesome. So the first down, second down stuff is different. It's it just looks different this year. And again, we don't we're not we don't get to be in the room. We don't get to be in the room to have the conversations to know what it is they're trying to do philosophically, how that what what they're trying to set up for later. But uh, go ahead. Uh, Spud says I'm I'm sleeping on bass. Hack sucks, but he holds a beautiful ball. I'm just confused when I ever slept on bass. I don't know that we talked about him. Did we talk about him? I don't know, but I've never slept on bass. I think I think bass is having an all pro season. You're still supposed to buy that, a jersey. Oh no, I guess yeah. he has to kick a game winning field goal. He has he? to kick a game winner. But I mean, I'll get one. He's having an all pro season. I think that he absolutely. No, I love Bass. I don't I don't know. I think that's probably coming from my tweet when I said special teams is no longer a strength. I'm talking about mm -hmm. special teams in totality. So when we are fielding punts and kickoffs, when we're um, like there's certain things that we're not doing well, we're not punting the ball with consistency like we would like to. The two losses that we have, there was a big special play mistake that caused us to lose you lose the game in more than one way but against the Steelers we were still in the game when that block punt happened the game was over with after that against the other uh what Tennessee like it was the holding call yeah. we should have won in the first quarter with those two um red zone you know trips but the thing is special teams in that regard is not a strength but I love Tyler Bass please 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 don't think I'm sleeping on Tyler yeah I love it's, Tyler. it's it's impressive he's gonna cost some money when his uh contract comes up he's gonna he's he's not gonna be he's not gonna come cheap as kickers go back to the to wrap this up before we move on uh quickly to the Jaguar game um offensive line no Feliciano no Spencer Brown what are your thoughts do you do you see I mean, it's it's is it obvious? Is it Deion Dawkins, Ike Bucker, right? Uh, Mitch Morris, Cody Ford, Daryl Williams, or do you see Ryan Bates get in the game somewhere? 
No, Ryan I think it's, I think it's just the typical guys that we seem to go with. Yeah, if there's a if there's a team, and this is a perfect segue, if there's a team to have that issue against, it's the Jaguars, right? So you know, you hope that uh, this team can they're gonna they're gonna spend a week together this week practicing. They're gonna spend, a, and that's part of the conversation from last week as well. Is we don't know when they found out that Spencer Brown wasn't going to be able to go. We know that, that he hurt his back, I think, on Monday, but I think there was hope that he was going to be able to play on Sunday, and as the week went on, it just kind of deteriorated, and then it turned into what we got, which wasn't all bad, but it just wasn't necessarily what kind of what we were used to, to your point about Spencer Brown really making a difference, being an impact player on that offensive line. So hopefully they can uh, get some things figured out and kind of protect those guys. I was really disheartened to see some of the blocking from the running backs from Tommy Sweeney and just seeing just kind of some of the other issues that were on or that are on this football team when it comes to running the football because it, it, there was there was a one play so do you remember the high snap Josh Allen had and he took it to the left so yeah. it's a great breakdown if you get a chance to just scrub through John Fina the John Fina show because he, he, he starts naming he, he starts calling the one guy orange gloves like because he we can't see his name so he's just like orange gloves he just calls them orange gloves like a thousand times which is hilarious but like the dude the dude cuts inside. See Brian Bowers, the dude cuts inside, and there's one guy that's got to be blocked. Gilliam misses him, Moss misses him, forces Josh inside, and then the dude makes the tackle. And it's just, mm-hmm. and meanwhile, that was one of the ones where everyone's like, oh my God, John Feliciano sucks. And it's like, that really wasn't even his fault. I mean, right. that wasn't the play. <laughs> that right. one wasn't the play. But there was there were others. Right, right. There were others. But um, I think this weekend, though, I think this is another game that you you should expect Cole Beasley to eat. You know, like with the if line played, being like that. If he plays, well, true, true. Yeah. Um, but I, I look for a lot of short passes this week. Now, again, I just said how Josh is Josh. He's going to throw it, so he's going to have his moments, and we're going to see the same Josh Allen. But I think the game plan going into this week with a beat-up offensive line and some injuries, I think you can expect to see some quick throws, slants, and some, you know, like, though again, those Stefan Diggs six, seven yards out on the sideline, and he kind of stops him. I think those are the good passes that we're going to see. So, um, wait, real quick, and I know this is way off topic. Did you see that um, Patrick Mahomes completed the most yards behind the line of scrimmage in NFL history the other night? Uh, no, I did not see that. <laughs> Like, it's just amazing to me. Like, this guy, he's he's completely – I'm not saying he, he's, like, horrible now and he's regressed and all this stuff that a lot of people are saying. But it's like he he went from being – like, in the, in the course of, like, two – you know, like, it's like he went from being a guy that's throwing for 450 yards every week to, like, now it's just like he, he completely looks like he forgot how to play the game at the level that he played it. And I, I have no idea what's happening. But, okay, back to the Bills. I just – no, that was just it, wild to me. It's, no, it's it, it, it's pointed. Like, and, and I think Bruce Nolan talked about it. Like, all the things where he had been lucky, all those dropped interceptions, people are now catching the other thing. So, yeah. I, re- I realize I have a miss. Thank you, Matt Montgomery, for m- showing me my miss. I named this show – Jack the Jags because I couldn't think of anything else. And then other people are like, oh, that sounds gross. But whatever, I didn't mean that either. Who has a better game? Josh Allen Buffalo versus the Jags D or Josh Allen Jags versus our offensive line, which means I should have called this the Josh Allen Bowl because this is the first time the two of them have faced off together, I think, right? Yeah. 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 So they actually haven't met yet. And Josh, I, I saw um, Elena tweet earlier, like Josh Allen said that he hasn't met Josh Allen, but he's talked to Josh Allen. And Josh Allen said that <laughs> he doesn't want to talk to Josh Allen during the game, but he wants I to meet that. him before the game and he wants to meet Josh <laughs> Allen after the And I just, it was great tweeting. Like that was a perfect yeah. tweet. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think Josh, our Josh has his way. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid of the, the Jaguars at all. What do you, what do you think about Lawrence? <clears throat> I think the Bills I are I think that he's the rookie. 
Yeah, he's I think he's a rookie. Yeah. And um, he has all the promise in the world. I think that he has everything that that they think he's going to be. Like, the guy mm-hmm. is he, – he's good. Every game, I don't know how often you get a chance to watch him, but but it's like every game he has like four or five throws that you're just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, wow, that guy has it. I just think it's going to take some time. I think he's going to need a better coach. And I think that, you know, the team already believes in him. So it's just going to take, you know, some more improvement on that team. And and um, I, I think he's going to be legit. But this Sunday, no, I, I, I'm not worried. I think, um, I, honestly, I think I'm calling, uh, what's the highest total so far this season that we've had in sacks? I, I, that's, I don't expect you to know that. I'll look it up. I think we're going to have our highest the, sack total against, this season. It was, I think it was against the Dolphins. So the we first two. game, I think, yeah, we two against the Dolphins. I think that would be a guess because I don't think they yeah. sacked Heineke. Um, yeah, I think it was the Dolphins when they when they. I think this is for the season. I think this is going to be our highest total of sacks for for a game. I like it. Well, we talked about a lot of stuff that wasn't this game, but we're just going to jump right to this because we're running out of time. So everybody in the comment section in the in the comment section, tell us your final score prediction and a stat line for Josh Allen. What do you got? What do you what do you, what do you think? You said highest well, sack total. So that's a hot. Go ahead. Wait, we could we could talk a little bit. Like I, I got you know I got to eat a little bit, but I had a late lunch, so I'm I'm, I'm not as hungry as I normally am. So if okay. you want to go into a little bit of overtime, we could kick it for a minute. I'm cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, well, then I'll I'll remove that stat. Well, we can yeah. probably break it down. Um, but uh, I was just going to ask you a question. What was it going to be? So you have a hot take. The hot take is you think the Bills are going to sack uh, Lawrence more uh, than they've than they've sacked anybody this year. Um, I'm not even overly familiar with this team. I know that ETN is obviously hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, who are the who's their running? Who's their primary running back? Uh, Robinson. Ru- that's right. And I think okay. he's hurt. I, did, I, I believe did. he's hurt, or he may be back now. But I think he was out recently. I'm gonna look for the injury report. Take take the floor real quick. Um, so for me though, when I look at this game coming up, they have some players. Like they got a couple guys that is like okay. They're nice, man. But the thing is the coaching. Uh, the thing is the culture. The thing is, you know, it's a lot of youth. It's a lot of youth. And, mm. you know, if they were smart, they would be a, a running team this year. They would just yeah. let Lawrence kind of develop a little bit, get to get the speed of the game to go up, you know, to, to figure that out. But they would just run the ball. They don't run it as much as I think they they should. But they have some solid pieces. I just I'm not nervous when it comes to them, though. I think that they um like if you're going to be betting, <laughs> this is a spread that you want to bet on. Like you you want to take the spread. I haven't watched them a whole lot. I think I've seen them play twice this year, and I don't remember anything over being an overly great takeaway. Clearly, I've seen a bunch of highlights from them. <laughs> Thank you, Luke. Appreciate that. Uh, but uh, James Rob- uh, Robinson uh, did not practice today. He's got a heel injury. However, Carlos Hyde, formerly from the Ohio State University, uh, with a calf, was a limited participant. Sorry, I got to do that for my wife and my girls. No, I um, got you. I got you. I get it. But uh, And Bruce. Bruce is a Buckeye fan as well. Uh, I just, man, I mean, I, I just don't know how that team matches up against anybody, let alone our football team. It's going to be interesting to see. I remember when we played the Titans and the Titans beat us and the conversation was, how did this team lose to the Jets? And then they turned around and they played bad. Uh, was it last weekend? And they almost lost mm-hmm. a game last weekend. And the comment was, well, it seems like they played to the level of their opponent. And I got to wonder if the Bills are doing that as well. This is a game where the Buffalo Bills should come out and completely waste the Jacksonville Jaguars. They should leave them in the dirt. Like, they should be a part of the turf when the Bills leave that stadium. Every single player on that football team. If the Bills come out and struggle early, you, I think questions start have to start being raised about them having... Dolphins energy, right? So when the Bills came out of, out against the Dolphins in the first game, 
it was clear who the better football team was on that field, especially defensively, like defense uh, t- compared to their offense. The Bills were all over them. You don't think this was the buy though? This last game, like you don't think it was coming out flat from the buy? Um, I just feel like um, maybe you know because because all season, you know, even even um, like the week two, you know, we didn't have the best offensive output and and it wasn't the happiest way to win a game, but we still didn't look lethargic. This first half, I felt like we just didn't look like we were not that we weren't ready. I just don't feel like we were awake. So I don't I don't know if um. I don't know if I'm that concerned about like looking a certain way. I think the bills are legit, you know, like, and I know everybody thinks they're legit, but yeah, I, I just yeah. think it was coming off the buy. I just feel like it was like, you know, you know, it, they just weren't, they weren't, they had to wake up. Yeah. Uh, keep talking. I'm going to check some defensive stats real quick. I want to see the Jaguars defensive stats. <clears throat> I will tell you uh, on offense, one, one um for the Jaguars, one matchup that we talked about Levi, uh, Levi Wallace earlier, one matchup you want to watch is Marvin, uh, Jones the third against Levi Wallace. Marvin is he's having a season. He looks good. He's he's somebody that um, Lawrence depends on, and he's not going to be covered by Trey. Uh, so you might want to check that. You want to make sure that um, you know we get some help on that side. I don't know how we're going to do it. The defense is good. I'm not concerned about him blowing yeah, us yeah. up. He's not going to have like you know 20 receptions for. 200 yards or nothing crazy it's not happening like we're going to win the game by at least three t- three touchdowns that's where i'm at with it so yeah the jaguars are bad yards per game they're yeah. they're allowing 29 points per game uh they're allowing i mean they're from a passing standpoint they're at the, they're fourth from the bottom in passing yards allowed rushing yards allowed they are uh they're a little better there yeah they're probably middle of the pack it's just uh yeah so, which match, matches up well against us because we're not very good runners, but we're really good passers. <laughs> we score a lot of points. So let's get to uh, let's get to a a, uh, a Josh Allen stat prediction. So let's get back to that. So how do you feel like Josh Allen? How many interceptions does Lawrence throw? The better question is who's going to catch him, Poyer or Hyde? I think both gets one. Ooh, so you're on the board for two at least. I think it's going to be two, but I think one in the defensive backfield. I think a linebacker has one. Nice. I could see Groot getting one another one this year. Yeah, yeah. Like I know he's not a linebacker, but I, I yeah. could see Groot getting you know Somebody. like a defensive. Yeah, but I, I'm going with two from the safeties. I, I think um, I think they're feeling themselves after this last game. I think that um, from a little bit of somewhat insider information, I feel like uh, Jordan Poyer is on a mission. He's on a mission this year to get that All Pro and Pro Bowl nod. So I think he's he's like coming out intentionally it's not even a contract he's intentionally coming out to say like y'all gonna put some respect on my damn name so i I think i think you can look for all season jordan poyer to play like this i'll show the video again if you if you want me to like i mean i'm always for it (laughs) i'll show it i'll show it when when we end the show i'll throw it up there i'll widescreen it but uh and then i'll do the outro song and so josh allen stat line what do you got what do you got in the comment section for josh allen stat line this weekend I'm going 425. I'm going four in the air. I'm going one on the ground. Wow. And I am going 65 yards rushing on the ground. That's big. That's really big. big. He's going to have he's he's ready for he's ready to be in the MVP conversation. And and I think against teams like this, teams like the Jets, it was supposed to be against Miami again, but like I said, I, I feel like that buy through us. But he heard the disappointment. He heard the people talking. He heard, well, what are the Bills doing? And you know, he heard it. Yeah. They, these guys hear everything. I'm telling you, this weekend they're gonna come out to prove like y'all got us messed up. 
I would say it differently, but we on the air. Y'all got us messed up. <laughs> the Bills are like, we about to do this. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm cool, man. I'm, I'm probably cool. less than that. I think I've got Josh around 375, 380, um, and I've got him probably three total touchdowns. I think they're going to score about five. I think they'll score five touchdowns, but I think two of those will be ru- uh, rushing touchdowns. Uh, see assists. That's, uh, that's me in that picture. Hugging my little yeah. sister. So yeah. And actually, just so you know, I am I'm gonna take her advice. She she wanted me to replace one of the pictures on my wall with you in the Cam Newton jersey. So I think what I'm going to do. Oh dear God. Um <laughs> I think I'm gonna replace you know what? I'm not even gonna replace Devin because I love Devin. I'm definitely not replacing OBJ. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take Magic and Jordan down and I'm gonna put Joe and Spence up. That's what it's going to be. So right in the middle, it's not going to be Magic and Jordan. It's going to be Joe and Spence. That's what's going on. Thanks, Jamie. Love you. Send it to me. I'll autograph it for you. Um, I got you. uh, So we're talking uh, 380, 375, 383 touchdowns total for Josh Allen. He might have a pick this weekend. Um, I'm not, I know that's not popular, but, uh, you, you might be, it might, it might, I'm not saying it's going to be a a bad toss or a bad decision. It might be a tip ball, something like that. But, uh, but I think the bills are going to, I think it's going to be another one of those games where the bills are trying to put something together on the ground. I think that's just, I think for some reason that's just who they are. I think they're trying to figure some stuff out on the ground and we'll figure that out as well as we see it kind of unfold with that score prediction now i already called five touchdowns and that doesn't even include field goals what do you got what do you got for score prediction yeah i called five too because i said four in there one on the ground so um i think we're gonna i think it's gonna be one of those and i this is where it starts to sound cocky and it starts mm-hmm. to sound like a fan base that is becoming annoying like the kansas city chief fans <laughs> used to be or like they've been recently or like the patriots fans when brady was there so right. like I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to be that guy but I'm being honest. I watch a lot of football now. I I think at this point in my life, too, I've watched more football than I've ever watched in my entire life, and I love it. But what I'm telling you is I watch the Jaguars. I do not see I do not see um, them being able to stop our offense mm-hmm. unless we stop our offense. Agreed. I'm going 45 to – I'm going 45 to 14. I like that score. So for me, if I've got five touchdowns for the Bills, I've probably got – at least two field goals for Bass. So that's going to put us at what? That's 42, right? No, the 42. No, it's 40. Is it 41? 41. 41. What are the Jaguars going to score? Man, I just can't. I just I just can't see a scenario where the Jaguars even score double-digit points in this football game. But who knows, right? I mean, maybe they score, maybe they score 14, maybe they score 17, and that's being generous on my part. I could see it I, because, like I said, um, Jones is good. Jones is good. They have they have some decent receivers, like talented yeah. receivers. Um, and and Lawrence, Sharp. as much as that, you know, like I said, Lawrence is not um, he's not where he's going to be. He's a rookie. But again, he has every game. He makes a throw where it ends yep. up a touchdown where it's just like, holy crap. He he had a window and he took it a lot like Josh. I, I, I a lot, yeah, lot, absolutely. Yeah. He, he's 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 going to be for a long time. The AFC is going to be in good hands. We have good quarterbacks coming up mm-hmm. in the AFC. You know, I, I speak a lot about Justin Herbert. If I didn't have Josh Allen on my team, Justin Herbert would be like Michael. I have like such the football man crush on this dude. He like I, I don't know how often you get to watch the Chargers, Joe. I'm telling you, Justin Herbert is something serious. But there's a lot of good young quarterback play, starting with him, mm-hmm. obviously Josh, and you're talking about um, Burrow. Gosh, man, Burrow. Joe Burrow's like, good, yeah. Like, there's so many in the AFC. And then I'm not even going to get to the NFC, but 
Lawrence is going to be there. Lawrence have, is one of those guys that's in that conversation. It, it's an of course moment, right? Of course. Now that the Bills have a really good quarterback, everybody's got a good right. quarterback. Everybody <laughs> got a guy. It's so, like we yeah. were looking for two decades, and it's like now, you know, it, but it's okay. Because awesome. we got the guy that's better than all of those, so it's okay. Well, I'm going to close this thing out, and then we'll do a final thought. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast and podcast network brought to you by the market dominator it's so good to have all of you who have joined us and uh but whether live or in podcast form uh we appreciate every single one of you stay tuned uh we go ahead yeah can i do one thing i'm sorry saturday in buffalo oh yeah i need i need everybody who is in the chat everybody who uh Text everybody, call everybody, call your friends, post it, whatever. Saturday, I need to see y'all at 6 o'clock. We're going to be at 55 Chicago Street at Resurgence. It's going down. Buffalo Rumblings IPA release. We're releasing a beer, y'all. Like, it's going down. We got a beer, and it's happening. So Saturday night, come see me at 6 p.m. We're going to have two shows. We're going to do Joe's Time to Shine Live, and we're going to do the Chop Up slash Code of Conduct. I'm going to figure out a clever way to say and, like, mash those shows up. But it's going to be a good time. It's going to be me. It's going to be K-Gun, Kristen Kimmick. It's going to be A-Dubs, Big Dubs, my girl Angelina uh, White. Sterling ain't gonna make it. Sterling's for the girls ain't gonna make it. But I got I got some good fillers. I got uh who I got, man. I got Nate Geary coming. Come I on. got Pat Moran coming. Come I on. got uh Tia Stale coming. Come so on. it's gonna be a good time. And actually, you know what? The market dominator, you see him down here on the bottom. The market dominator is gonna be in the building. So come by. If you're trying to buy a house, this is the perfect time to stop by his table and talk <laughs> to him because he's gonna have a table. So let's get this thing going. <laughs> It's awesome, awesome. Well, I got nothing else. This was a great show, man. This was a this was a quality show. A lot of good, a lot of good conversation, especially coming off of a game that we won and going into a game that's kind of like mm, there's really not much to talk about. That like super good. Like it flowed well. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, I love uh, it, man. This was awesome. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Take care of each other. Love each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. Go Bills. I'm going to try to run this Poyer thing full screen, and then I'm going to do the uh, other stuff. But, yeah, go Bills. I'm going to end the game with a pig right here. I'm going to end the game with a pig right here for y'all. Got you. I got you. Tunga by Aloha. Has a pocket. Guns it downfield. Intercepted. Picked up by Poyer at the 30-yard line. Hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. That money. Got that money. I'm really like that. I'm really, really like, like that. that. <laughs> Where the camera at? Where the camera at? I'm like that. I'm f***ing here. Stop f***ing sleeping on me. Stop sleeping on me. Two one like that. Remember that.